0: Here's a question. Which one of these items do people dread most in their mailbox? An audit notice from the IRS, a recall notice on their car, or a jury duty summons? It's a trick question because people dread them all a lot. But that jury duty notice means something extra special. It's an invitation to you and I to participate in one of a community's most important civic duties. A jury of your peers is a right guaranteed to all Americans, and it's only made possible by the people who answer that summons. Here in Allen County, Indiana, organizing the juries that serve our criminal justice system is a huge job. With over 31,000 cases filed in Allen County's criminal courts every year, there are trials taking place almost every day. Today we're gonna find out how jury service works, how you get called, what happens when you're called to serve, and everything else you've ever wanted to know about serving on a jury. I'm John Magali, and today on In Session, we're talking to Judge Frangal, who oversees jury service here in Allen County, and Tamika Chapman, jury administrator for the Allen County Courts, and Dan Till, jury manager. Welcome all. Thank Thank you. you.
1: Thanks. Good to be here.
0: So let's just cut right to the chase. If I've got a jury duty summons in my mailbox this afternoon, how did my name wind up in the hopper? How did I get called?
2: Well, we get our lists from Department of Revenue and also the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, Many times people think that we get our lists from the voter registration records and that's not the case.
1: Not anymore. It used to be the case until the master list was created by the Indiana Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which comprises all of the the uh, lists that Dan just mentioned, but it does not include any more voter registration lists because people would decline to vote because <laughs> they did not want to be included in the jury pool. It's really not that bad, folks. I've served on a jury once before and it's not a it's horrible not experience. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: So, when my name winds up in a jury pool, how does the process work? How long do I stay in the pool? I might get called more than once.
3: Right. So, when you get your initial postcard, we've got one of two ways that you can do your, your qualification questionnaire. You can go online, which is the easiest way, or you can call a phone number that is listed on that postcard, fill out your questionnaire over the phone, submit it, we process it. At that point, you get a summons to appear, if you're qualified. Um, If you're not qualified you obviously won't get anything from us and as far as how long you stay in the pool, once you get your first initial summons, if you come in for jury duty whether you're selected or not, then you're done for at least a period of 24 months. If after you get one summons and we cancel you and you don't need to appear, you are subject to get one more summons throughout that calendar year. And then after that point, whether you're selected or not, then you're done for two years.
0: You know, Allen County is a big county. That's no secret. With a busy court system, how many jury trials a year are we conducting here?
3: Well, I know
1: in criminal court we're doing 60 per year approximately, Mm -hmm. Um, and that would be misdemeanor cases, um, which are lower level criminal offenses, as well as major felony all the way up to death penalty and life without parole.
0: While I'm thinking about it, we get, in this county, because we are so busy and, and people know that you know there's a lot going on, we get the occasional jury duty scam. People calling unsuspecting citizens claiming you failed to show up, you owe us money, here's how you pay. Maybe Judge Gull, talk about those a little bit and the fact that that process they claim that the juror has to follow is never the one that we're going to follow.
1: Never. We never ever do it that way. If you fail to appear for jury duty, you may get a letter from us that scolds you for not showing up for jury duty, but we would never call you. We would never send you a notice that says that you owe us money. We would never do anything like that. And I know that there are scams out there where somebody calls you at home or calls you on your cell and says, hey, you didn't show up for jury duty. You owe $100. Here's how you can take care of that. Send us a gift card. That's absolutely garbage. We would never do that.
0: And some of those calls sound pretty convincing. They're given badge numbers and police officer names, but... Mm -hmm. In every case, the right thing for that person to do is just hang up the
1: phone. Hang up, and if you have any questions at all, you can always Mm -hmm. call the jury office.
0: Remind us of that phone number, Tamika.
3: Uh, We've got two. It's 260-449-7022 and 260-449-7520.
0: We're recording today in courtroom one of the Allen County Courthouse, so if this sounds particularly noble, this is where many of the headline-grabbing trials take place. But jury trials don't just happen at the courthouse. Who can ask for a jury trial and in what sorts of cases?
1: You can get a jury trial, obviously, in a criminal matter. You have that constitutional right to a jury trial. You can get a jury trial in a civil matter as well, as long as it is not a matter in equity. If it is a tort case where you're suing somebody, if it's a contract violation, if it's a small claims um, matter, you can get a jury trial in those cases. And in those situations, they may not happen here in courtroom one. They may be in the other courtrooms down on the first floor of the building. They may be over in the small claims division Mm -hmm. of the Allen County Courthouse, and they may be down in the Allen Circuit Court as well.
0: So in the case when somebody gets called, it's particularly important that they read the summons and know where to appear.
1: Correct. Yes. Because we may be asking you to show up at the Bud Meeks Center, which is down where the misdemeanor trials are. And we may be asking you to show up at the Small Claims Division, which is across the street. Um, that happens very infrequently. Or you may be asked to appear here in Allen County's beautiful courthouse.
0: Now, you mentioned earlier that we, we do about 60 jury trials a year. So, you know, one or two a week. It's, mm-hmm. it's not uncommon lately that We've had one or two going on sometimes at the same time. Maybe this is for Tamika. Maybe this is for Dan. In a typical week, month, year, how many people do you call for jury service and how many actually show up?
3: Well, in a week, we probably summons anywhere between 225 and 300 mm-hmm. a week. And
2: sometimes even sometimes even 350. It, yeah. it just depends on what's needed
3: that week. Yeah. Because, I mean, we could have, you know, two civil trials starting, a couple criminal trials starting, a traffic and misdemeanor trial starting. So there's, you know, we can have an upwards of four trials potentially going at the same time. And as far as a a rate of people that show, we're at about 80, 81 percent. Wow.
0: How does that stack up with other jurisdictions? Oh,
1: we are light years ahead of other jurisdictions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we are the envy of courts, not just here in Indiana, but across the country. I mean, his, historically, we've had about 85% show rate. So the fact that we're hitting 80%, 81% makes me very, very happy. Most courts are lucky to see 25 to 50% wow. of their summoned jurors actually show up for the, the trial.
0: I was going to ask how important it is for people to answer that summons, but it sounds like they're already doing it. Yeah. Why are people in Allen County showing up in such extraordinary numbers?
3: I feel that our process here, that how we do it, is very simple and streamlined. I mean, you get pre-qualified before you even touch foot into a courtroom or a courthouse. So we can kind of weed out the who's who and who's not before people even show up. So I think that makes it easier for people just to do the questionnaire online or over the phone. I think a lot of people too are interested in the process. I think people are interested and they want to be involved.
0: Judge Gall, you actually talk to jurors after trials are over to find out about their experience. What kind of things do they say? Are they surprised that it wasn't the kind of experience that maybe they expected?
1: I can tell you pretty much every time I talk to jurors, they are shocked with how they're treated. I think that, you know, people, they get the summons. They don't know what to expect. They don't know that Tamika and Dan aren't going to eat them alive. They don't know (laughs) that we're not going to treat them horribly. You know, they come into the building with much trepidation and they're... They're very nervous and they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And then they come in and they see the video and they speak with Tamika and Dan. And I think their fears kind of get calmed a little bit because they don't really know what they're coming into. They then come into the courtroom and the judges give a presentation to the jurors about what's expected and what the case is going to be about. I can tell you when I read the charges to the jurors as they're sitting there, I can see the shock on their faces that this isn't what they were expecting to be called for. But then when they get into the process itself and start hearing the evidence and see how they are treated and see how the process works, they're pleasantly surprised with how their criminal justice system works. So when I talk to them later and they tell me, oh, this was way better than I thought it would, it always surprises me because even folks that serve on a case like a murder trial where things are getting uncomfortable and things are, are sad, they really appreciate how the system works and how the process works. And they tell me afterward that they feel as if they were an incredibly important part of what just happened in their community. And they feel that they have been given a voice in their system. And I've had a, I've had jurors tell me, oh, I will absolutely tell my friends, don't throw that summons away. When you get that, make sure you fill that out. Make sure you participate. Make sure that you show up. Mm-hmm. It's you having a voice in your system. And that, that's the way the system is designed to work. That is the definition of civic duty. So civic responsibility is still alive and well. It is alive and well in Allen County. I, again, our citizens are amazing. They really are amazing that they participate, that they show up, that they ask really important questions when we're going through the process. And that they are treated, we treat them very well. We try to treat them well. I tell them, you're know, you all involuntary participants in this process. The defendants have to be here, the prosecutors have to be here, the court reporters, the witnesses, they're the ones that are brought into the system completely involuntarily. And recognizing that, I know that Tamika and Dan do a very nice job in the jury assembly area to let them know that this isn't the horrible experience that they're building up in their minds.
0: We take good care of people when they're here. Yeah, Snacks. We we've yeah. got water. We we pay them Lunches. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We pay for lunches when people are here. We take good care of folks when they show up to do their civic We training.
1: absolutely do. I mean, I know that Tamika and Dan have, have a, a bit of a budget to make sure that we can provide people with snacks. And, you know, sometimes they have to wait around quite a bit. Yeah. And having a snack and a, and a bottle of water or a pop, uh-huh. it goes a long way to giving people the idea that, okay, this is, this is important and this is an opportunity to have a voice in what goes on in our courts.
0: In the darkest days of the COVID-19 pandemic, the courts never closed here in Allen County. For most of the pandemic, jury trials continued with safeguards in place to take care of people. But even then, the number of people who showed up to do their civic duty and appear for jury service was still pretty high. How did you do that?
3: Well, I mean, we we practiced social distancing to the T. I mean, it was like CDC. I mean, we had six feet, you know. uh, We brought in smaller groups throughout the day. Instead of one large group of people, we would break that up into two or three smaller groups. And I think people at that time appreciated having the space between each other.
2: Kind of like what we talked about a second ago where we brought them out snacks and water if there was long wait.
1: And Tamika and Dan are being a little bit modest. I mean, we actually sat in this very courtroom with a tape measure. We did. And came up (laughs) with how much is six feet and how big are our chairs and... We, we borrowed people from the building to have them actually sit in a seat <laughs> oh, and then did, hold yeah. a tape measure and then get six feet apart and realize that six feet is probably more like eight feet in our, in our rows of our seats here. And, you know, we had a lot of downstairs in the jury assembly area. They removed lots of chairs mm-hmm. so that people weren't sitting shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of tape and signage on the floors for where people should stand. We always had face masks and gloves available for everybody.
3: And we still have masks if people come in and they're still uncomfortable with being around people and, oh, I forgot a mask or whatever. We do have plenty, boxes and boxes of masks to give out if people still feel uncomfortable. And we still have those few that will call up and say, hey, um, are you guys, are masks required or what's the process? And I'm like, well, no, they're not required, but you can still feel free to bring one or we do have those available.
1: And, And they work very hard to make sure that people feel comfortable with whatever decision they've made whether they've chosen to wear a mask or chosen not to wear a mask. I know that Tamika and Dan are really good about making Mm -hmm. sure that folks understand there's no shaming here. Whatever you feel comfortable, we, again, are pulling you into our world and asking you to participate in a system that we want you to feel comfortable about. So I know they're really good about making sure people feel comfortable and that they. we still have some social distancing. People will continue to socially distance themselves in the room Mm -hmm. when they come into the process for jury selection you know even though we don't have the seats numbered any longer with where you're supposed to sit Mm -hmm. people are still distancing themselves So there's
0: there's no precautions for the most part, official precautions, but the awareness is still there. The awareness
1: be- is absolutely still there and we we have been told by jurors that the jury rooms are still a little tight to have twelve to fourteen people in them. So we continue to use the actual courtroom itself for lunch breaks and for deliberation so that the jury can spread out and feel like they've got plenty of room and they're not all on top of each other. Mm-hmm.
0: This may be for Tamika, maybe this is for Dan. What can people do who have been called to serve if they have a concern? Maybe they're sick, maybe their kid's sick, other things that pop up in life. You are able to make certain accommodations. Uh, Talk about that for a second. It's important to stay calm. I, I understand that
2: receiving a summons in the mail is very scary for some people, and maybe even a lot of people. But we deal with these issues every day. If you are ill, if you have a prior commitment, please give us a call and let us know. Our goal is to reschedule you and make maybe make a better time for when you can do this. Our job is not to make this horrible for you. We're here to help.
1: Well, and they're really good too. I mean, we'll get an accountant will get served with the summons for a jury trial that's scheduled in February. Well, I'm sorry. February is a really busy time for accountants, so they're going to call, and Tameka and Dan will defer them to a different time in the year. We get a lot of, you know, like a farmer who calls and says, you know, well, I'm, I can't come in in September. I'm pulling in my crops, or I'm, I've got a dairy farm I need to take care of. I mean, So they're really good about within the bounds of the law and what the jury rules allow them to do mm-hmm. to defer people's service to a time that's more convenient for them.
0: There is a lot of information on that summons that people get instructions on how to find out if they actually have to appear, where they report, what they can bring. Talk about the sorts of information on that summons that people really need to pay attention to.
3: And no cell phones allowed in the building. (laughs) period. (laughs) There's signage on the doors when you come in at any building that say no cell phones allowed. Um, The building does not open until 8 a.m. And that's something new. Um, And that goes for the courthouse, traffic and misdemeanor. Is it? And I believe all county buildings are now opening up at 8 a.m. In the past, we've had people that would come in, you know, at 730 and just wait in our our assembly area. And that's not an option anymore. Mm -hmm. So eight o'clock or when the doors open. Please bring your summons. It's, it's helpful to us to check you in, and you've got information on that summons that you need when your bailiff comes out to do roll call.
2: There's a small section about attire, you know, what you should wear and what's respectful and what's appropriate. Jeans are fine. I believe business casual is what yeah. we prefer.
0: There's also a phone number on that summons that people need to call after 5 o'clock, I believe it is, to make sure that, that they actually have to appear. Sometimes these trials get canceled at the last minute.
3: They do, and that number is 260-449-3461, and when you call that number after 5, you will need your subpanel number and your juror number to make sure that you are due in the next day. If we have a trial that you're coming in for on a Monday, you can call that recorded line anytime after 5 on Friday through the whole entire weekend. Mm -hmm.
1: And one other thing that I know is on the summons is parking. Where to park. Please do not park at a meter. The bailiffs are not going to move your car for you. You will not be allowed to leave the trial to go down and feed your meter. So there are parking garages all around the downtown area that are, are safe and secure for you to park your vehicle. Um, we always ask people to just really park at the Rousseau Center if, if it's available because you would be shocked at the number of people that will park on the street at a meter, and then they get a ticket, and they expect us to fix that ticket for them, and we don't do that. So don't park at a meter, and don't park at a garage that you have to leave your keys and have your keys back to you by five o'clock, because you may not be done at five o'clock.
0: And they're not making a lot of money when they appear for jury service, but they're making enough. It'll cover some parking. It'll sure. cover parking. Yeah. Now, Judge Gull, this may be for you, but talk about the changes you've made in recent years. And this is part of the COVID precautions that we had in place that we're, that we're hanging on to. To make this process easier for prospective jurors, you call people in small groups, staggered throughout the day so that people aren't waiting as long to be called as they may have in the past.
1: Correct. We try to be as mindful of people's schedules as we can. It is nothing more frustrating frustrating than when you go into your doctor for your 10 o'clock appointment and the doctor calls you at eleven thirty, That's very frustrating. Your time is very valuable. So we try to limit the numbers of people that we're bringing in as well as the amount of time that people are having to wait. So we're calling in if we've got a 100 jurors that we're going to need. Um, we try to stagger their appearances so that they're not all sitting around waiting forever.
0: For somebody who might be getting called for the first time, what should they be prepared for? You mentioned they can't bring their phone. Bring a book, bring a snack. What should they do to keep themselves comfortable for a few hours? Definitely bring a good attitude.
2: (laughs) It helps a lot for everybody involved. It's not a forever process. It's finite. It will be over at some point. Mm -hmm. Just hang on with us and we'll get through it all together. I promise we haven't lost anyone yet.
3: But yes, you absolutely can feel free to bring books, magazines.
2: Oh, um, we don't allow electronic devices. Mm -hmm. We don't allow um, laptops, I don't believe, anymore. No,
1: no laptop. And so many of the Kindles have access to the Internet. You know, it's really important that we don't have a prospective juror sitting downstairs knowing that they're here on State of Indiana versus Joe Blow, that they're researching Joe Blow on the Internet to find out what they can about that individual or about the prospective case. So no Internet-capable devices.
3: And we don't really have a time frame. Like People will ask, well, how long is this going to take? We have no idea. I mean, the process varies from trial to trial, from judge to judge, situation to situation. So we have no idea. Once you get to our check-in area, you're going to be here for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. At, At least, that's At safe. least that's a couple safe. of hours.
2: Two to four, I think, okay. is a fair mm-hmm. estimate.
3: Yeah, give or take. So it's, you know, it can be an all day process, depending on again, you know, what what kind of trial it is and how many jurors we have and re rotating jurors from one courtroom to another. Mm -hmm. So it varies.
0: For people who watch way too many true crime shows on TV, they may wonder what happens to them if they get kept for a jury. You may not spend the next two weeks in a hotel room. That very rarely happens. You're probably going home at the end of the day and coming back the next. True. True. I mean, true. true.
1: Absolutely true. I mean, and you will be told up front... If this is a case where we're going to sequester you, meaning we're going to put you up at a hotel away from your family, we incorporate that into the dialogue that we have with the jury. So that's a a major felony case where we may hold on to you like that. But 98% of the cases, you're going to go home that day. It may not be right at 5 o'clock. It may be closer to 6 or 6.30. We try to start as quickly in the morning as we can and get our calendars taken care of and then start around 9. Again, it just, as Tamika says, it kind of depends judge to judge in case-to-case.
0: Now, judging all this is for you. We hinted at this earlier, but the Allen County jury system is a really good one, and we aren't the only ones who think so. Before we wrap up, tell me about the recognition you and our system received a few years ago from the National Center for State Courts.
1: Okay, didn't know we were going to talk about that. Um, That's the Munsterman Award, and I was fortunate several years ago, this was an award that started back in 2008 and is awarded annually. It is to recognize judges and court systems and staff that are really innovative in dealing with juries. We have been blessed in Allen County with having some really good technology. I am not the most tech-savvy person in the world. Stop laughing at me. (laughs) I am not the most tech-savvy person in the world. But even I recognized that the jurors that we are getting are very tech-savvy. And we purchased a really good software system many, many years ago and volunteered to beta test many of the features that that software system had to offer. By beta testing, I mean like texting. Uh, We had a system where jurors can text to us. We were one of the first jurisdictions in the country to offer that feature to jurors. So we've been been really lucky to be innovative and to recognize that the the wave of the future is technology and trying to make it easier for people to serve and trying to make it a more pleasant experience. And I think we've done that because when I do talk to jurors, they are surprised that it isn't what they expected it at all to be, Mm -hmm. that it was... Even in, like I say, even in murder cases, not exactly a pleasant experience, but a rewarding experience and and something that people can feel proud of having done for their community.
0: We've got the jury staff here. Judge, you're the one who oversees the program, but there are other people who are involved in this that make jury service work for the court and for the people who appear. Talk about them a little bit. Uh, First and
2: foremost, we have an excellent, excellent bailiff staff, Um, Jason and Jeremy Take care, of the, take care of the jurors every time. They're, they are always thinking about what the jurors may need. They will always relay that information to us. Yep. And then we'll relay it to Judge Gaul. Yep. <laughs> and the bailiff, the
1: bailiff staff are our sworn deputies with the Allen County Sheriff's mm-hmm. Department. So we're very fortunate that the sheriff is very supportive in his role with us. Our court reporters are very good in keeping track of, of evidence that jurors are going to need. And we've got some decent attorneys that we have the opportunity to work with as well. But yeah, I think Dan's absolutely right. The bailiffs in Allen County are by far the best. And we have hosted other counties counties in our county where they have come to us to select a jury and take them back to their county for publicity reasons or whatever and mm-hmm. and it's amazing when they show up here in our county and see what we have to offer the jury staff and how professional and awesome they are our bailiffs and how wonderful they are so we're, we're really lucky that we've got the the workforce here to get the job done.
0: Judge Fran Gaul, Tamika Chapman, Dan Till, thank you all for being on today to talk about jury duty. A great conversation that I think lots of folks are going to find really helpful and really interesting.
3: Thank you
1: for having Thank us. you.
0: Thank you very much. This has been In Session, an inside look at the Allen County, Indiana courts. You can find out more about this topic and many others at Court.us. Thanks for listening. The next episode's coming right up.